the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me. Head on over to Twitter. Follow me at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Also, remember to hit up our partners, Boone Pick and State. Boone Pick and State on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the best Oklahoma State news, notes, and opinions. And if you want to find any other Locked on Podcast, it's very simple. Head to LockedOnPodcast.com. The NBA fixing to get fired up. The NFL trying to get its crap together so they can be ready to go uh, when the season starts. Certainly seems like the one league that had the luxury of time did not use this time wisely uh, and don't really have a plan set in place. So we'll see what the NFL does over the coming weeks to make sure that its players feel safe to come into camp and be ready to play the season. So LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything the Lockdown Podcast Network has to offer. Uh, college sports, obviously, very fluid situation with COVID uh, as we try to figure out whether we're going to have college football, if we're going to have it in the fall, if we're going to have it in the spring. Not a, a ton of updates happening there. Uh, Big 12 Media Days was postponed. Uh, it's going to be the week of August 3rd now, so it'll be about two weeks away. We'll have a virtual Big 12 media days and see what all of the coaches and players have to say. Uh, Virtual Big 12 media days will be fine. I've been to Big 12 media days. It is, I mean, it's fine. It's not, you you know, the, the, craziest thing. I think the coolest thing uh, for me at Big 12 Media Days was getting to meet Bill Snyder. Um, Other than that, it was very much a whole lot of just coaches and their, uh, their, their SIDs, their managers, whatever, you know, sending them this direction, sending them that direction. I was there, let's see, I was at the start of the year that Tom Herman, uh, was asked how many championship caliber players he has. And he paused about 18 seconds and said, uh, some, so, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, being in the same room as Tom Herman, not a ton of fun. So, uh, yeah, Big 12 Media Days will be August 3rd, and it will be virtual. So, last week, I know I talked uh, with Dion about the recruiting, and I talked about the recruiting um, earlier in the week because Oklahoma State lost a couple of players a week ago. Whenever you look at the offensive tackle, the linebacker, Colby Fields out of Louisiana, uh, decided to decommit as well. But it was a good weekend for Oklahoma State. Four-star defensive tackle Aiden Kelly has committed to Oklahoma State. Getting a four-star on that side of the ball is big time for Oklahoma State. It's not something that happens uh, every day. And, you know, Aiden Kelly, he's out of Thomas Faye Custer. And this is, you know, not a school where you see four-stars come out every day. If you know where Thomas at, if you know where Weatherford's at, uh, you know, you go a little further west and I think it's a little further north to get to Thomas. I've never actually been to Thomas. I uh, worked with a guy at the franchise for a while named Gatlin. Uh, He was D2, for those of you who followed the Triple M interns uh, on the franchise. Worked with him for a while. He was from Thomas, uh, so that's really my only experience knowing what Thomas is what they're about, anything like that. It's Class A football in the state of Oklahoma. But Aiden Kelly is listed at 6'3", 275 pounds. He plays offensive and defensive tackle uh, for Thomas Faye Custers. Um, So he also competes in basketball, and he does the shot put and discus at Thomas. So, uh, yeah, big-time get for Oklahoma State on that side of the ball. And uh, it wasn't the only guy that Oklahoma State got over the weekend. They also got the... um, 
Oh my gosh, what's the running back's name? That was committed to TCU, um, and then he loses. Let me find I had it here. This is the worst. Whenever I make y'all wait while I try to find something that I already have. Dominic Richardson. Yes. Yes, it was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, so, anyway, Dominic Richardson, three-star running back out of Bishop McGinnis High School here uh, in Oklahoma City. So, he was actually a TCU signee. Not just a commit. He was a TCU signee. And if you'll remember, what happened uh, was the kid out of Houston who's a five-star and at one point was the number one recruit in the entire 2020 class. Uh, that young man decided that he was going to be a TCU Horn Frog. So essentially, what happened? You know, everybody always gets mad at at colleges, at universities, um, and, and mostly uh, what I should say is people get mad at players who decommit. You know, they commit to a school, decide it's not where they want to be, and then they decommit. And a lot of people get mad at them for decommitting, or whatever. Why'd you commit before you were really all in, all that stuff? So TCU was basically the opposite. They gave Dominic Richardson a scholarship. He was a signee, and then a five star rolls around, and they're like, hey. Dom, we appreciate you. We, we appreciate you wanting to be a horn Frog, but we don't really have room for you. So uh, best of luck finding where you want to play college football. I think it's a really bad look for TCU, but it's a really good get for Oklahoma State to land Dominic Richardson. Uh, again, three-star. He's going to come in. Uh, position of need for Oklahoma State moving forward as this will be Chuba Hubbard's last season. Um, Oklahoma State obviously had some other running backs in this class. Uh, Denial Nyata was the big one. Uh, of course, he wound up at Arizona State. So uh, it's going to be great to have Dominic Richardson in Stillwater. TCU's loss is Oklahoma State's gain. So uh, good stuff there for the Cowboys on the recruiting trail this weekend between Aiden Kelly and Dominic Richardson. Of course, Dominic Richardson uh, we'll be on campus right away, uh, part of the 2020 class. Uh, we'll be ready to go if Oklahoma State needs him in the fall, assuming that we do, of course, have football in the fall. Uh, Big 12 preseason polls are out. After the break, I'll tell you where Oklahoma State falls. Is it the right place for Oklahoma State? Who does Oklahoma State have on the uh, – <coughs> pardon me – the Big 12 all preseason teams? All that and much, much more coming up throughout the day. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Rolling along here on Locked on Pokes. Uh, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Find Boone Pickens State, our partners, Boone Pickens State, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, let's talk about the Big 12 uh, media preseason poll. Media that cover the Big 12 from all around the conference vote uh, on who they think will win the conference, where they think everyone will place. Last year, Oklahoma State was picked to finish fifth in the preseason poll. Oklahoma State actually finished fourth. Last year, obviously, the big mover was Baylor, who was picked sixth in the preseason poll and actually ended up finishing finishing second in the conference. So, uh, as you would expect, Oklahoma was awarded the number one position in the preseason poll, and rightfully so. I understand Oklahoma State has a ton of returning talent left. Uh, If this is something that you want to be angry about, I'm not going to stop you. Um, But, you know, again, it's a preseason poll. Oklahoma State will have its chance. I I say that. Hopefully, Oklahoma State will have its chance on the field to prove uh, that this year it is better than Oklahoma. But, Oklahoma with 888 points comes in at first. Then there's a big drop-off, 146-point drop before you get from Oklahoma at one to Oklahoma State at two. So Oklahoma State picked number two in the conference by the media ahead of Texas. Uh, Texas got four first-place votes. Oklahoma State got six first-place votes. Uh, This is the 90 people that voted uh, in this poll. Oklahoma, 80 first-place votes for the Sooners. So Oklahoma State comes in at number two, 742 points. You need to 
drop down only 15 points to get to Texas at number three with Ellinger returning and Tom Herman's, I believe it's his fourth year as a uh, as the head coach of the Longhorns, Texas and Oklahoma State, both eight and five a year ago. You drop down another 120 points to 607. You find Iowa State, uh, seven and six a year ago. Baylor rounds out the top five, 489, slight drop down to TCU uh, at number six. Kansas State at seven, West Virginia at eight, Texas Tech at nine, and Kansas at 10. Obviously, Kansas uh, will continue to be picked 10th until they give anyone reason to vote. Otherwise, uh, I think everyone is pretty much in about the right place. That's, I think, how I would have voted. Uh, I did not vote on this. If I would have, I think I probably would have gone OU at 1, OSU at 2, Texas, Iowa State. Uh, Baylor and TCU probably would have been a toss-up. I'm not a huge Baylor believer, but with everything they did last year, the new coaching staff coming in, I think I would probably give Baylor the lean at 5, uh, TCU at 6. After that, it's kind of dealer's choice on the next three, K-State, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. I would probably have Texas Tech ahead of West Virginia. That would probably be the difference in my poll. Um, Texas Tech, you know, they find a way to score points. They find a way uh, to win games every now and then. So that's probably what I would have done. But no problems at all uh, with me on the on the preseason poll in the media. Again, last year, uh, the only teams that actually finished where they were slotted in the preseason poll were Oklahoma at 1 and Kansas at 10. Those are the only uh, schools that finished where they were projected. Last year, the projection at 2 was Texas. Baylor finished 2nd. Number 3 projection was uh, Iowa State. Texas actually finished third. Number four projection was TCU. Oklahoma State actually finished fourth. TCU actually finished eighth in the conference. Last year, Oklahoma State was picked fifth. Again, finished fourth. Baylor was picked sixth, finished second. Texas Tech was picked seventh, finished ninth. West Virginia was picked eighth in the conference a year ago, same as they have been this year. They finished seventh, one spot higher. Kansas State was picked ninth in the conference a year ago, actually finished at fifth. And then Kansas, uh, of course, the media got that one right, finished at 10th in the Big 12 conference. So that is your Big 12 media preseason poll. Oklahoma State coming in at number two behind only the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, they're slotted to meet in Bedlam, uh, which, of course, hopefully will be played October 24th in Norman. And if the two were to meet again in the Big 12 title game, that is currently slated for December 5th in Arlington. So we will see, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed uh, we have college football this fall so after the break uh, we're going to break down the big 12 all preseason team which includes four Oklahoma State Cowboys tell you where everybody came in there and wrap this thing up on a Monday stay with me here on Locked on Pokes Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Monday on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone uh, is with me. Should have Dion Amade joining me again this Wednesday. Might try to see if I can get Jack to hop on with me on Friday for a little Oklahoma State uh, chatter. So we will keep you posted throughout the week as we continue to wait on more updates on college football. What's going to happen? Uh, We're just kind of taking it day by day, waiting for news, waiting to hear that uh, either all is good and we're all going to show up and play football here. Here in, uh, what is it, July 20th? So football is probably seven weeks away. 
boy, we're we're getting close. So uh, we will see what happens on uh, college football gets started on time. Obviously, there are still non-conference decisions to be made uh, for the Big 12 and the SEC. Oklahoma State has a non-conference opponent to replace with Oregon State if, in fact, the Big 12 does decide to play non-conference games. So uh, the whole thing's just a mess, but it'll all get figured out uh, over the next month as we head toward college football season. Now, uh, just as the media votes on teams, the media also votes on players. And first and foremost, a little polite round of applause for Chuba Hubbard uh, as he has been voted the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year preseason. Of course, last year he was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year with his north of 2,000 yards rushing. So uh, he, of course, was on the preseason All-Big 12 team. And he was joined by three other Cowboys. Tylen Wallace, Tevin Jenkins, and Colby Harvell Peel. On the offensive side of the ball, the All-Big 12 team, quarterback Sam Ellinger, running backs Puka Williams and Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Puka Williams, obviously, out of Kansas. Chuba Hubbard, obviously, is an Oklahoma State Cowboy. At fullback, who cares? Nick Lenners out of Kansas State. Fullback, yeah, whatever. You got to vote for somebody. Uh, the three receivers. Actually, we've got a Kansas Jayhawk at receiver on the list. Andrew Parchment. The next two are Oklahoma and Oklahoma State guys. Charleston Rambo and Tylen Wallace. Those are a little more of household names. Uh, also, one of the guys uh, at tight end, Charlie Kolar at Iowa State, should be somewhat of a mild household name in this state as he did play his high school ball at Norman North before heading up to be a Cyclone. Oklahoma State, like I said, has Tevin Jenkins on the offensive line. He's joined by a pair of Sooners, Creed Humphrey and Adrian Ely, Samuel Cosme out of Texas, and Jack Anderson out of Texas Tech round out the offensive line. Gabe Burkett, no surprise there. Uh, the Oklahoma Sooner, true sophomore coming in who did not miss a single kick, extra point, or otherwise a year ago uh, voted as the place kicker, and then the kicker at Kansas State, Joshua Youngblood, is uh, the kickoff and punt return uh, pardon me, punter uh, on the team. Oklahoma State with just the one member on defense. Like I said, Colby Harvell Peel. Uh, if you look a little bit further down, you go second, third team. That's where you find like Trey Sterling, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, Amen Ogbong Bamiga, guys like that. Uh, but on the first team, all Big 12, uh, Carby, Colby Harvell Peel, the only one on the defensive side of the ball. The defensive line had five members. One of those from an in-state school, that's Oklahoma with Ronnie Perkins. That's well-deserved. He can really play. Jaquan Bailey at Iowa State, great player in there as well. Wyatt Hubert from Kansas State. Eli Howard from Texas Tech. Darius Steele's really good player out of West Virginia on there as well. At linebacker, uh, Terrell Bernard from Baylor. No surprise. Uh, Joseph Asai from Texas. And then Garrett Wallow from TCU. And then in the defensive backfield, Greg Eisworth from Iowa State. Uh, joins Trayvon Moerick from TCU. Couple guys from Texas, Deshaun Jameson and Caden Stearns. And then, of course, uh, they join Colby Harvell Peel in the defensive backfield. And then at punter is all Austin McNamara from Texas Tech. So the uh, the preseason defensive player of the year, Darius Sills, uh, like I mentioned on the defensive line from West Virginia. And then Oklahoma's redshirt freshman quarterback, Spencer Rattler, was named as the preseason newcomer of the year. Oklahoma State, like I said, four uh, players on that list, trailing only Oklahoma and Texas, who each have five. Uh, and then Oklahoma State solo third. Behind them, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Tech each have three. Two for each Kansas and TCU. Only one preseason uh, all-conference guy for Baylor and West Virginia. So uh, good stuff as we head toward college football season. Fingers crossed we're going to have it. Uh, you know, until we're told otherwise, we will continue to preview college football season. So Dion joins me on Wednesday. Hopefully I can get Jack in here with me on Friday. Thanks for listening. More coming up later in the week here on Locked on Post.